0: Welcome to another episode of the Neil World Order Podcast. Coming to you from another chilly night here in uh, Wisconsin. It seems that uh, spring just won't get to the uh, nice side of the weather. It's been, it was cold and rainy today, pretty chilly week. Uh, I think we're actually supposed to get a snow rain mix tomorrow. Um tell myself the weather's got to turn at some point but uh at this point it just does not seem like it is going to happen it was nice enough to where i can mow my grass this past monday but even then it was you know like i said in the low 50s and it was like the only day i was going to get a chance to do it between the cold and rain so here we are midwestern spring um aaron Rodgers. No longer a Packer. He has officially been traded to the New York Jets uh, right before the start of the NFL draft this week. I'll be honest, I really didn't think this trade would happen. I I just never understood the logic in trading your best asset and base best player. And of all the places, if you were going to trade him, why Rogers wanted to be a Jet, I know they have a solid defense. Um, seems like the organization is... Really going all in, committed to winning, that's something he never really got in Green Bay. Um, that being said, uh, I want to thank Rogers for Aaron Rodgers for everything he accomplished here in Green Bay. Uh, your talent was appreciated. your greatness was never lost on me. Um, as I know, we won't have another Aaron Rodgers here personally, I wish things had gone better and that he had uh, won more Super Bowls and that the team had won more Super Bowls. But I don't blame him. Um, and I completely understand his wanting to leave. Just you know, know that a lot of us appreciate the shit out of you and we're gonna miss you when the season starts this year and the uh, Packers begin this new era that will be a lot more losing than winning. And we won't really be in the uh, Super Bowl conversation anymore, at least for quite some time. I feel like the last however many years, you know, there was always that glimmer of hope. And now it's just like, you know, I think there's some people that have this false idea that things are just the ball's going to keep rolling. But it's not. It's going to be bad. And it's going to be bad for a long time because without superstars, it's nobody wants to come play football in Green Bay. So, you know, good luck in New York. I'll be rooting for you, and hopefully we'll get to see you play on TV without having to order the NFL package. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, number now number eight for the New York Jets, um, joining Alan Lazard who they from the Packers, who they'd signed a few weeks earlier. NFL uh, draft started on Thursday. You know, it kind of is a pseudo-kickoff to the football season. The uh, Carolina Panthers, with the number one overall pick, selected uh, Bryce Young out of Alabama, quarterback, uh, Heisman, Heisman Trophy winner last year, not er, not this past season, but the season before that. Uh, I think it was a good pick. I think uh, he's solid. I think he he'll be a good pro. Uh, second pick was uh, C.J. Stroud, went to the Houston Texans, quarterback out of Ohio State, and another good pick. I think C.J. Stroud is going to be light years better than Justin Fields for the Bears. The, the Texans then made a huge trade and acquired the third pick in the draft and selected Will Anderson, uh, linebacker out, out of Alabama, who depending on you know, whose pre-draft things you looked at was considered maybe the top prospect in the whole draft. Uh, the Colts uh, took a, a reach on quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. The guy's a phenomenal athlete, but I guess I look at, at the end of the day, like, you have all this film of him playing the quarterback position. In just 13 games he started at Florida, he really wasn't impressive. So at the level of competition he was playing so now you think you're going to put him in better competition and now all of a sudden maybe I'm wrong but I look at this and I'm like this I thought from day one this guy was going to be a bust there was no reason to draft him um that he just wasn't going to be a good pro quarterback but like I said I'm not a NFL GM not yet anyways but um The Packers would pick at uh, number thirteen. I think they surprised a lot of people, and they picked Lucas Van Ness, uh, edge rusher out of Iowa. Great athlete, uh, good stats on paper. Um, It's a scratch your head pick to an extent for me because the coming in the guy's probably not going to start. So you had the thirteenth pick. uh, You know, if you were looking for some offensive skill positions, there were a lot of pieces there you could have taken. Um, I think a lot of us were hoping they would take Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State, the slot receiver. Per usual, the Packers kind of don't do what anyone expects them or wants them to do. But, um, you know, that was their first round pick, I believe, in the second round which um, another crazy pick, the Titans trading up to the number two pick in the second round to draft Will Levis out of Kentucky, another guy who's not going to be a good quarterback. And the Titans are a year removed from drafting Malik Willis, who was another reach at quarterback. You know, when he played in games last year when Ryan Tannehill was hurt, they wouldn't even run passing plays because the guy's so inconsistent and can't read the defenses. So now you've brought in another guy who pretty much is going to do the same thing, and just doesn't have the wheels that Malik Willis had. In The second round, the Packers drafted uh, Luke Musgrave, tight end, out of Oregon State. Tight end was a huge need for the Packers after Mercedes Lewis hasn't been re-signed yet. Odds are he's going to New York with Rodgers. Uh, Robert Tunyon signed with the Bears. But, uh, you know, Luke, Luke Musgrave, good on paper, good kid. Uh, a lot of in- injuries last year. So he only played like three games, but he had a couple good seasons at Oregon State. Um, Let's hope that pick develops into something. Um, Later in the second round, the Packers would take uh, slot receiver Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. Uh, Jaden Reed, small, quick, um, good catcher, uh, good blocker. I think that's one of the important things the Packers. They like to have receivers who block. You know, I, I can't. I probably still would have taken the receiver in the first round, but you know, and then they would go on to draft another tight end. The Packers drafted a lot of offense in this draft, which, in in a way, is kind of a head scratcher because they never really seem to do that for Aaron Rodgers. But um, you know, maybe they' f- trying to surround Jordan Love with as much talent as they can. Because let's be real, if the Jordan Love thing does not pan out, a lot of people are getting fired because you just. Hitched your wagon to this guy, traded one of the uh, all-time greats to ever play the game. And if you get nothing to show for it, you know, everyone's going to have an egg on their face, and that's it. You know, and I'm not rooting against Jordan Love. He seems like a good kid. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke very highly of him, just based on what I've seen, you know, and just his college career coming into the—he was, wasn't worthy of where he was picked, and the little I've seen, I'm like, eh— you know, so I, I guess that's why they play the games and uh, you know, time will tell. But all in all, I think the Packers had a decent draft. Like I said, that first round pick is still a head scratcher. And I get it. Preston Smith's getting older, Rashawn Gary's coming off an ACL injury, and we really struggled with any kind of pass rush last year, you know, and maybe at times it left our secondary uh hung out to dry, but you know, that's the NFL draft. You know, in the NFL draft, it's kind of cool. You know, I remember as a kid, I'd get like the SI, Sports Illustrated draft issue, and you'd just read it and read it and read it and be like, oh, who's going to go here? Who's going to go there? You know, there were a ton of trades in the draft this year. I think 43 trades in all, which was a record for the NFL. The event was in Kansas City. uh They've kind of done this cool thing where they move it around every year. You know, I, I believe it was Vegas last year, Nashville the year before, and they're kind of taking it to places. You know, it used to always be at like Radio City Music Hall in New York, and I think they just wanted to try something different. But and and it seems to, you know, the NFL a lot of times when they try new things and do some promotional things and stay out of politics, they have a lot of success there. So I think this was another opportunity where hey, we move it around, we make it a whole weekend kind of thing, and it's a success. So, you know, a lot of guys drafted into the uh, NFL this weekend. Cool uh, local story, a kid that my wife taught was actually drafted by the Steelers in the second round, um, played at Wisconsin. Uh, so that, that's kind of cool, you know, th- for her to think, hey, this kid was in my classroom, good kid. You know, she rooted for him at Wisconsin, hard worker and to see, you know, him go in the top 50 and to an organization like the Steelers, I think is a huge win for this kid too. Um, so it'll be it'll be cool to see what he does, you know, in the coming years as well. Um, sticking with a little bit of sports, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks shit the bed and are now out of the uh, NBA playoffs after having locked up the number one overall seed in the league. They were... Kicked to the curb by the Miami Heat and their one player, Jimmy Butler. I know Giannis had hurt his tailbone early, like the first game, but uh, the the, the Bucs just played terrible. I mean, they, they were outplayed. They deserved to lose. Um, you know, I, going into the playoffs, I thought, wow, this is a team that could make another championship run, just the way they played defense all season. They kind of forgot how to do that once the uh, playoffs started. You know Miami was a play, play-in team, so they didn't even qualify based on their regular season stats. They had to play their way in. And like I said, they have one player, Jimmy Butler. And for whatever reason, it just was not in the cards for the Bucks this year. And I guess we'll have to see what they figure out next year. I kind of watch the NBA playoffs while the Bucks are in it. And then after that, I hate to see that LeBron is still in it. I hate the Lakers. I cannot stand LeBron. Uh, I'm hoping if Golden State wins their game seven tomorrow or the next day, they'll sweep the Lakers and we'll be done hearing about the Lakers. But um, yeah, that's, that's sports. You know, it's been a a weird week. I don't know. I've been, I felt like I started the week really crabby. I don't know if it was, you know, the puppy. There's a lot of, I guess, stress and anxiety there, losing a little bit of sleep each night when she gets up or needs to go out at, like, four or makes a mess. Honestly, my wife's done a brunt of it, but, uh, you know, it still gets us up, and then we bring her to bed. Uh, she's a sweet dog, so if you're looking to adopt, uh, Wednesday is still available for adoption. She got spayed this week, so she's all set to go, and I don't know if I was just, like, on my man period, but, like... I was, I was, I just had this crabbiness about me and kind of, uh, you know, that maybe went almost into, into Wednesday, the day of the week, not the dog. And, you know, I was just trying to shake it and I'm like, what's going on here? You know, am I tired? Am I stressed? Is there something weighing on me? And, you know, and there really wasn't. And I was just like, I don't know. You know, and I, I seem to have come out of whatever funk it was early in the week but you know these things happen sometimes and i'm always like you know then you drive yourself crazy trying to figure it out and it's just like Rrr. but yeah you know I, I blame a lot of it on the weather the weather's been shit you know we have all these plans for things we want to do we're actually um you know like i said i feel like i say this every week i just get more and more behind in the yard you know and we're also planning to well, we're planning to put up a wall or build, like, a grill shelter, but I think that might have changed tonight. Uh, we saw some friends had a really cool uh, get up for on their deck, and I think we may try to do something like that where we make, like, a full enclosure that's screened in. You know, and the whole point is just to have a little more privacy, create more area for us, because we actually, you know, years ago put in a privacy fence, but we don't get a lot of privacy from it because the way our lot slopes down... You know, it goes downhill, so anyone behind us can see in. You know, we have the pergola, and we like to sit out there. And I don't know, I, I guess, you know, we're private people. We want our own. It's that whole thing about not wanting to associate with anyone. And a couple of our neighbors are kind of meh. So we have these plans. We want to get started out there. And I feel like the weather just won't allow us to move forward with any of it. But, uh you know, I don't think well, this new thing will probably be a lot bigger project than just building the walls around the deck, but we're still going to put uh, the walls around the pergola, which will be pretty simple. We just have to move the pergola, get some weather, and go from there. When, I was, when I'm looking at I'm guessing, like, materials and getting a, plan, a final plan organized is probably the biggest part of it. But i think the finished results based on what we have in our head if it comes to fruition which it kind of did in the ba- i mean it, it did in the basement and we love it down here uh, so hopefully for something similar out there and then eventually i think we're going to move into the mud room and tear our mud room apart and it's just like wow you know but then at the same time you know we've been talking about moving and thinking about moving south and it's like So doing all this, you know, thinking about a cross-country move is completely overwhelming to me. Like, I'm not even going to pretend that the whole idea of it, and I think the process of it would just, like, very much put me on the edge. But, you know, I know when it's said and done, I'd be happier, and, you know, we'd be good, and it'd be warmer, and life would be simpler, in theory but it's just getting to that finish line, you know? And I think the biggest part about it is honestly trying to find like, finding a, a jobs if we move. I think it'll be easier for Kai, you know, me, I'm gonna be a little bit pickier cause I haven't made uh, where I am now and I'm not willing to, you know, change all that just for some better weather. But I feel like I'm rambling about it at this point. Uh, in a shocking uh, turn of events the other night, day, whatever, Fox News fired their most recognizable and watched media personality, Tucker Carlson, and when he and the network mutually agreed to part ways, I mean, he's pretty much firing. I, I think long-term, this will be better for Tucker. Uh, I always enjoyed his show. Um, he has a candor about him that I appreciate, um, you know, and I usually watch the video recaps online. I guess oftentimes can't find myself to sit and watch an hour long news program. But I've always liked the way he kind of asked questions nobody else was. You know, he would call if it's stupid. He would say it was stupid. He didn't. He didn't let people off easy. That he brought on his show and really tried to get answers to the hard questions. He drew more than three million viewers every night. Uh, And he was the second highest rated show and uh, top cable show every day. I think he only was behind the five on Fox News as well, which is like Greg Gutfeld and his people, which is really good, too. You know, and I've seen a ton of outrage from like a lot of my conservative friends. And I think some of them are in the dark that, you know, Fox isn't really one of the good guys as much as maybe the conservatives want to think they're on their side as well you know and yeah they have hannity they still have gutfeld you know but behind those scenes fox is just as bad as cnn and msnbc they float their own propaganda as well you know tucker was one of a few voices that was really able to give any kind of credible insight as well as opinions you know and like i said really challenging people to open their eyes and think And personally, I think that's a big part of why he's gone. No one in the mainstream media wants people to think for themselves. They want mindless drones who are just slaves to the nonsense coming from the talking heads on the TV. You know, and a lot of people don't even know this. Former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan is actually on the board of Fox News. I believe he splits his time there and teaching political economics, of all things, at the University of Notre Dame. You know, and Paul Ryan... Whether you believe this or not, it's no friend to conservatives. You know, and a lot of us believe he was the leak in the sinking a lot of Trump's agenda, as well as a lot of things that went on behind the scenes, backdoor. He was a terrible speaker. He's a rhino. Um, You know, he was practically ran out of D.C. All this from a guy who was once a vice president candidate on a presidential ticket and now he's just an outlier and scheming behind the scenes. So it shows you how quickly you can fall out of grace with people when you kind of, you know, won't do the right things. So, you know, when I, knowing all that, it really shouldn't be news, pun intended, that Fox isn't really on your side either. They never were. And, and I'm guessing long-term they'll replace Tucker with Greg Gutfeld, which I think could be really great. Um, But I'm also guessing they're only going to promote him if they think he can be controlled, which in a lot of ways Tucker wouldn't allow. Uh, You know, and I think Tucker has a lot of opportunity now. He's technically off the whole corporate leash. I could see Tucker doing the, uh, maybe going like the Joe Rogan route. I mean, Rogan's audience destroys anything that's on TV. The guy is pulling in 11 million listens, views, whatever, daily per episode, and I would say Tucker could probably do that as well as give us that one person out there who doesn't have an agenda that tells us the truth. And it's a bold move, but it's something I think as a country we desperately need, um, you know, and in a vi- I, th- I would assume he has a plan in a video he released Wednesday night. He told us he'd see us soon. So personally, I'm guessing we won't have to wait long for his next move. Uh, staying on the topic of things to watch, you guys know I love TV. Always looking for new shows to watch, and whatever. Uh, we were actually searching for something to watch this week because I feel like we don't watch a lot of stuff like we used to. It used to seem like there was always so much stuff on the DVR, but I think we got bored or things went away and it's just like because I feel like the only shows we kind of DV we have the both nine one one shows. SWAT. Uh, CSI Vegas and fire country and fire country kind of hokey, but I feel like we're in it. So at this point you're just riding it out. And, you know, we were, I was talking about pe- with people at work the other day about this. And I don't know if there's just nothing good on right now, or maybe we're all kind of just bored with everything, or maybe I'm just bored with everything, but you know, sometimes even the shows we watch, I find myself not being completely interested either, you know, and I think some of it is the whole week to week episodic television thing. Like, if if we're being real, we've all been spoiled by streaming services that allow us to binge watch episode after episode. At least that that's how I feel. You know, but then you get you know, it's like, Oh, you've waited a whole year for something to come out and then one weekend you watch it all and you're like, damn, now I gotta wait another year but you still get that bam 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 and it's not week to week or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so we were scrolling the vast amount of streaming platforms that we have. And I'm pretty sure we literally have them all, um, which I don't mind. One of our friends had told us about the the show The Sinner. I, I believe it aired on the USA Network a few years ago. I don't think it's still on. I think it did four or five seasons and then whatever. It kind of centers around a detective played by Bill Pullman who, to me, is always going to be the president in Independence Day. You know, we all remember his epic speech where he said, it's the world's independence or whatever. Uh, The first season features uh, Jennifer Beale of Seventh Heaven and Mrs. Justin Timberlake fame as your normal mom who kind of snaps suddenly on a beach and stabs a guy to death. And with each episode, they kind of dig deeper into why... She did what she did, and it goes back into her past and telling a story of what might have happened to her when she was younger and how past trauma led to events on the beach. I think we're only in, like, the fifth or sixth episode. But uh, so far, it's been really cool. I love crime, you know, crime shows, kind of detective thing. It kind of gave me that um, true detective feel, like, on HBO. It's kind of dark. There's some explicit things in there. That's where I was like, wow, this was really on USA. But... Um, you know, if you like that kind of thing, I think you'll like it. Um, I always like to hear anything you guys are watching that, uh, you know, you can always drop me a line. I like to discover new shows. I think there's been a few shows people have recommended that we watched. Or that we've, you know, already watched. Uh, drinking some uh, Walcott special release Kentucky-made bourbon tonight. It's actually distilled by Barton. Uh, I picked this up at uh, Total Wine. Uh, I think it was only like $30 for the bottle. It's really good, really smooth. Um, it was something I'd never seen before. They had a rep doing their, their doing some tasting, I don't know, a month or so ago. And I tasted this, and I was like, wow, for $30, that's really good bourbon. I believe it's bottled by the same people or distributed by the same people, do Buffalo Trace and Blanton's and all that, which... It kind of has a, uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, a hybrid, I feel like, of Blantons and Buffalo Trace. I love my Buffalo Trace, Um, Wishes wasn't so hard to get. Have my unopened bottle of Blantons sitting over there. Still trying to find me an Eagle Rare or some Weller that I don't have to break the bank to buy. But yeah, enjoying a nice cold glass of... Walcott bourbon, uh, check it out. If you're a bourbon person, if you're not, that's fine too. Um, it's always a neat little adventure when you try something new. We actually, uh, featured this on the bourbon sessions, volume two, which, um, uh, volume three will be coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, me and Brandon and the guys are going to get together and sip some bourbon and talk some crazy shit. Like we always do. Uh, it's doing really well. It, it's it's fun. I think I, I really enjoy doing the bourbon sessions. It kind of has gone, done, I think, better than maybe we originally thought. But yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'll give you an exact date when we get it figured out. We kind of lined it up today, so we're just going to, you know, I'll hold a couple days, make sure that waits, and we'll go from there. So, <clears throat> I mentioned earlier it's NFL draft weekend, as well as, you know, I like true crime and stuff like that. So in the, the course of putting the episode together, um, and I don't even know how we came across this, um, I stumbled upon this 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 story the other day. So in 1974, the Green Bay Packers selected a wide receiver, Randall Woodfield, with the 428th pick in the draft. There used to be way more rounds in the draft. Uh, than there is now. He was picked in the 17th round. There's seven rounds now. Like I said, he was a wide receiver out of Portland State in Oregon. He, uh, Woodfield, only ever made the practice squad, and he didn't even last a season uh, in Green Bay after he was arrested several times for indecent exposure. Uh, Woodfield had actually exhibited these abnormal behaviors during his high school years and was arrested for indecent exposure there as well. It was expunged from his record before he went to college. So in 1975, after being cut by the Packers, Woodfield would return to Oregon and he began committing robbery, armed robberies, or I'm sorry, robberies, and escalated to sexual assaults in the Portland area. Authorities believe that Woodfield committed multiple murders between 1980 and 81, in cities all along uh, the I-5 corridor, that's Interstate 5. His first victim was a former classmate and friend, uh, Sheree Ayers, whom he had actually known since he was a child. This believed he killed her in October of 1980. Woodfield would then go on to commit numerous violent crimes. He was finally arrested in March of 81. He would be convicted that June of the same year, for the murder of Sherry Hall and the attempted murder of Hall's co-worker, Beth Wilmot. Randall Woodfield would be sentenced to life plus 90 years. In addition to that conviction, he had another trial where he was given 35 years, an additional 35 years, I'm sorry, for a sodomy conviction and improper use of a weapon in a sexual assault case. I I guess use your imagination there. Interesting uh, piece of information, as well as Woodfield has never confessed to any of the crimes he's been charged with or accused of. He was only ever convicted of the one murder and attempted murder. However, through DNA technology as it evolved over the years, he has been linked to several other crimes and previously unsolved homicides. Authorities firmly believe he may be responsible for as many as 44 murders which would make Randall Woodfield, the I-5 killer, one of the deadliest serial killers in US history. More crazy stuff, Woodfield has been married three times and divorced twice since his incarceration. And at one time, he even filed a $1.2 million libel lawsuit against author Ann Rule for her book, The I-5 Killer, which, was later turned into a lifetime TV movie. The lawsuit was thrown out by a judge. But, you know, coming across this, I, I guess that's why you see character is such a big issue for teams during the whole NFL draft process. I'm guessing Woodfield won't be inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame anytime soon. I just thought that was crazy. Like, you know, maybe there's more stories of, like this of guys that kind of You know, I guess it just started with him showing his dick to people, and then next thing you know, he's stabbing and raping and murdering people. uh, You know, which is crazy. This week's episode, Big Empty, was inspired by the 1994 release by the Stone Temple Pilots, or STP, as they're often referred, the song Big Empty was first released on the soundtrack of the, uh, for The Crow, which is an amazing movie, and I think I talked about it a way long time ago. But if you haven't seen it, watch it. Great movie. It's kind of like one of those cult classics. The Stone Temple Pilots were formed in 1989 out of San Diego. I did not, I did not know that until I researched it. With brothers Dean and Robert DeLeo, who played guitar and bass, Eric Kratz on drums, and lead singer Scott Weiland. They're one of the most successful acts of the 90s. Uh, STP sold more than 40 million albums worldwide. Their debut album, Core, is one of the top-selling albums of the 90s. Core featured the hits Sex-type thing, Wicked Garden, Plush, and Creep. Uh, It's one of my all-time favorite albums. Remember the first time I heard Stone Temple Pilots, I heard the song Plush. I Had to be in high school at the time because I would think when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, cool! It's a new Pearl Jam song." He kind of had that gravelly voice, and it kind of had an Eddie Vedder feel to it, um, you know. And then upon discovery, I realized, "Oh, it's a you know a different band." You had the whole grunge thing there. Uh, their next release, *Purple*, in 1984, was just as huge, and it showed some growth. Uh, *Interstate Love Song* is on there. That's my favorite Stone Temple Pilots song as well as Vaseline, Big Empty, Pretty Penny, and Meat Plow. The band would release two more albums before separating and working on, on alternate projects. Um, Scott Weiland headed up Velvet Revolver with like, Slash, and I think it was a couple other guys from Guns N' Roses for a while. You know, And the Stone Temple Pilots kind of get lumped into with the grunge era of music, but I think they kind of had something different You know, it was like a bluesy metal kind of feel. You know, I get, you know, they weren't from Seattle. They didn't, I don't know if it was an image thing or a lot of stuff at the time that just kind of got funneled into grunge. But I felt like they changed with each album. They actually did an amazing uh, MTV Unplugged back in the day, which it seems like a lot of bands back then really kicked ass on it. Unplugged. That was a really cool show. Uh, they actually had a killer performance of Big Empty on there. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots would reform with Scott Weiland for a short time before his untimely death in t- 2013 from a drug overdose. But they had, they've you know they've never seen <clears throat> the success like they'd had in the '90s. Uh, former Lincoln Park singer Chester Bennington, who is deceased himself actually was their lead singer for a minute, and then they actually recorded an EP, High Rise, in 2013. The band now has Jeff Gutt, who was on the show X Factor, is kind of his claim to fame, and uh, they continue to tour and release albums. Um, But, you know, definitely check out the Stone Temple Pilots. They're great. It was kind of one of those things where, you know, like, I think I had... uh, interstate love song on my apple playlist and then one day i was like you know what there's so much more music by these guys i should really uh i'm gonna dive into this for an episode and uh hardy actually on his apple sessions did a cover of big empty which was really cool and i was like you know what that's a great song uh, and that kind of led me down the uh, path here to the stone temple pilots but uh That's that's all I got for you tonight. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I hope the weather here gets a lot warmer. Uh, Hopefully your team drafted some good players in the draft this weekend. Drink up wherever you are. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.